Hi, I'm Adam Heath of And I'm Sarah. This is Dating Kind of Sucks, a podcast about dating, sex, and relationships. This week we'll be talking about dealing with the mullet conundrum. Enjoy the show. Whether you're married or single or poly or ace, or hanging out with swingers back at your place, listen to us as we get so fun on Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks, trying and trying and having no luck, because we all know dating kind of sucks. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Dating Kind of Sucks. If you're new to DKS, my name is Adam, and I'm a comedian, writer, and misogynist turned feminist, joined by my co-host Sarah, who is a millennial, travel junkie, and serial dater now in a committed relationship. We're not professionals, doctors, or experts, just two people sharing our perspectives on the world of dating, sex, and relationships. The first half of every episode is spent catching up on what's happening in our lives, and the second half is reserved for the episode's main topic. So if that's all that brought you here, you can skip through the halfway mark, or you can stick around and enjoy the whole show. Let's get started. And we are back in October, a month late. I know we've been putting out content, but it's been a while since we've sat down and recorded, and we're back yes. to freeballing episodes and yeah, we're just, just going we're just with the flow. Just out here freeballing, yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, we because we recorded two pretty much in a row so that we had them while you were gallivanting around Romania and Ireland. Um, yeah. Ireland. Right, right. So, um, yeah, so we're back. We're back, I guess, before things get even crazier with my life again as I plan to move somewhere. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, this is uh, we are a week late. We are a week late, but uh, we, we might have a we'll see what our schedule is going to be like over the next uh, month and a half as Sarah prepares to move, uh, pack up and move from Nashville. All don't the way. don't announce it. We're not announcing it. I didn't, oh, you're not no, announcing I'm not it. announcing it. No, no. All the way, way to, to somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'll announce it once I'm I already you, there. I thought you've told people where you were moving. Friends, but not like publicly. No, I thought we had. Hmm. Said I was looking at a couple places, but oh, okay, okay. I guess I told you know I told a couple listeners who live in in the area Uh, to be on the lookout for you because you know. I mean, if all works out, if all the places we want to rent fall through, we're fucked, and we're just going to stay in Nashville. Just gonna drive around in circles for a year and just uh, there you go. Um, (laughs) Anyways, what's new with you? Oh, you know, not much. Uh, the reason we uh, we took a week off is uh, most people know that I am in Utah right now. I'm in a uh, tiny little rural town, and it's, it is funny. We had the, the no, not, not, I guess not funny per se. There was that hurricane in Florida that right. was just, just happened that, you know, like is devastating people. Apparently, like Fort Myers is uh, still underwater. But, uh, you know, people are used to me living in Florida. I have had so many people reach out. Hey, are you okay? How'd your, how'd your place, you know, or how'd your, you know, really? wherever you're staying? Just thinking that I still lived in Florida, and I had to... Uh, Post something on social media saying, "Hey, I appreciate the thoughts. Uh, I am temporarily living in rural Utah, and uh, we didn't even get any wind here, so it's good. You know, there was some, somebody somebody's cow got loose, but uh, that was that was fine. That was announced on the local Facebook page, but they managed to shepherd it back into its corral. So, uh, yeah, just if, if anybody doesn't realize this by now, I'm not in Florida anymore. You've been gone for a year, more than more than a year. Yeah, yeah. I know." You know, people have their lives. Sometimes they don't really they realize. They associate you with Florida, I guess, yeah. and me sometimes with Florida, but mostly now Tennessee, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm just the Florida man is what it is, apparently. Do, you don't want to be that. <laughs> it's the maybe beard. Can, <laughs> Say the maybe beard. Maybe I could be a, a good version of the Florida man. Hopefully. So how, about, how about that? <laughs> I'll be, I'll be the, 
the fun, positive version of the Florida man, not the guy who goes out. No, actually, I'd be the guy who goes out in the street and paddle boards in there. Not that paddle board, but I'd, I'd, I'd totally do some of the crazy shit that people do. Like, Have yeah, you done like, anything yeah, crazy sense. during a hurricane? I had a, I mean, I had a giant hurricane party. I was in my pool for most of a hurricane once. Um, <gasps> Adam, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not even fucking surprised. <laughs> you know what? No, nope. <laughs> never mind. Oh yeah, until it really started coming down. Um, yeah, we were having a, we were grilling. We had just booze. It was just, it was great. You well, because everything's then, uh, closed, no one's going to work. So it's like, what are we gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> just had a giant hurricane party. It was fantastic. And then by the time that anything really started to hit, we were all so fucked up. Nobody really gave a shit anymore, and so it was fine. Was, uh, yeah. Hindsight, um, it could be dangerous, I, but okay. Oh, it could be, yes, yeah. yeah, potentially. I am, um, but yeah, so I'm in Utah. Um, I'm here uh, caretaking for, for my, pa- my parents. My parents are getting older, but my mother's also got a, got an illness that is uh, terminal, and so I've been here just making sure she has meals and that my dad has meals too and cooking and doing all the medication management and everything. But things are kind of reaching an end, um, and so it's been kind of a hectic week. As we're trying to prepare for things and get all the, it's just more bureaucracy too. Like it's it's funny. Like we uh, we got the hospice um, people coming out. Um, the like they come out and actually. Oh really? When is that happening? Well, they already came out. Like it's just, but oh. you know, that's the thing. Is like I thought it was like so. So that's the thing. It's like you say it like that, and I was like, my, my mother was actually like, yeah, oh, I'm ready for hospice to you know come out, and I was like, you know, I thought this this meant like some big change, like somehow they like shift her to a hospital bed, and they like, you know, no, they just they're like, okay, well now you're officially on hospice, which just means like we had this phone call with someone who was like basically talking for a half hour about absolutely nothing. It was just it was like it was just like, now this just means that hospice takes care of everything, so we're gonna send out a hospice nurse we send over a social worker we send over all this and whatever you need and so then they just sent like a giant box of drugs basically it's just like here's here's your drugs if you can't take any more but we'll take over all your prescriptions we'll be the ones to issue them so basically it just means that she has a new person to talk to if she needs to about anything and that they're there at a little bit of a quicker time but it doesn't it doesn't really mean what i thought either like i really thought it just meant like all of a sudden there's going to be a nurse there 24 7 like you know, just kind of like plugging her into machines and making sure, you know, like, uh, but no, mm-hmm, she's, yeah. she's still just kind of living her life and, and we're all there. And then the nurse is checking in and making sure she doesn't need anything. And that's really all it is. Just, you know, kind of helping her be prepared for when, you know, when everything does finally end. So it's been, been very hectic. So I did, I wasn't able to, uh, quite get everything ready in time to record and you had just coming back from romania yeah romania. It, was <laughs> it was yeah you <laughs> you had had a terrible uh, airport experience uh, <laughs> yeah. which i feel like you should share before uh, in, a, in a minute as well okay <laughs> yeah and so it was like i was like hey can we not record this week and you're like okay okay good thank thank god <laughs> like it was it was one of those where both of us uh we're just like yeah we're not it's not happening yeah so that's where i am right now so i'll, I'll i mean i'm gonna be in utah for the foreseeable future anyways I've, I've i've even promised my mother i'll stay around and make sure my father uh you know he doesn't run he doesn't know how to cook so he just and he doesn't know how to do dishes or, or, himself, or, yeah. or, or do laundry or anything like that so so I'm, I'm gonna stay around and at least uh make sure he's gonna be settled before i decide what i want to do with my life but uh but utah is not going to be my permanent um location i have decided that i can't imagine you would pick that yeah, like i just <laughs> Um, it's just even even if if you know both parents were around forever, I still cannot see staying here in Utah. It is it is it's a beautiful place. 
and I'm going to stay till at least to probably visit. the summer. But I just cannot imagine living here. And yeah, it's just, it's a fucking weird place. And, and, and then the people are fucking weird. Nobody knows how to drive. And yeah, I'm just, I'm ready to go somewhere that's a little bit normal, more normal. And I don't know where that is, but somewhere. In the United States, there's a place that's Yeah, yeah, I know. Is, is there somewhere that's more normal? Who knows? So that's, uh, that's what's uh, going on in my life. And uh, yeah, so, and you, yes, you had had a terrible experience god i still feel bad about calling you at what two in the morning when i landed in frankfurt and i was like he's awake i gotta vent to somebody because i'm pissed as fuck and almost caused an international and i don't scene. think i was awake i just think i have your phone i have you as a favorite so even on my phones on do not disturb your calls come through i think is what it was and so uh yeah i still uh but yes uh yeah you you were you were so upset and i know you <laughs> Yo, so why don't you share? What I happened? keep forgetting that this happened because now that it's been a week. But so I had to fly from Bucharest, Romania to Frankfurt, Germany, Frankfurt, Germany to Washington, D.C. and then D.C. to Nashville. So totaling around, let's just say 20 hours of a travel day. So the time I left Bucharest was equivalent to 10 p.m. Nashville time. And then I landed 6 p.m. Nashville time. So I was trying to sleep on the plane, do all that. I took a nap before, but I knew it was going to be challenging. Get to the airport. All is fine. I was blessed with a window seat for the first leg of my flight. And then I had an aisle seat for the nine hour flight from Frankfurt to Washington, D.C. So I was like, thank God I'm going to sleep so much. And I have my little earplugs and my eye mask and I'm just going to pass out on this first flight. And my flight was at 6 a.m. So I was up at three at the airport because I wasn't going to, you know, with international travel, I wasn't going to risk anything. So I get on the flight and (laughs) I, you know, sit in the window seat. There's no one so far sitting next to me. And eventually this older German couple strolls in and as they're putting their bags down, she's this woman is taking photos of everything, taking selfies with her husband. She's like so excited to fly on this airplane at six in the fucking morning. And, you know, I find it a bit obnoxious that she's all over the place taking photos. But, you know, to each their own. And, you know, the next 30 minutes, my ass will be passed out and it won't matter anymore. So. We're all locked in. We're, you know, taxiing off. And the rule is that you have to have both of the, you know, all of the windows up when you're taxiing, um, landing or taking off. So which which I've never heard before, by the way, I've never heard that rule. That's an interesting one. You'd said that. And I didn't, I mean, I've closed mine instantly as soon as I got on my plane before and I've never had anybody say anything. I I feel like I've only experienced that in other countries because the Mm. U.S. I don't really notice it as much. But this one, they they were adamant of like, keep your windows open. So it's dark outside. It's six in the morning. There's not really a sunrise or whatever. But my seat just so happened to have two windows. So I had a window right at my shoulder on the left. And then I had a window probably where my knees were right right above it. So or next to it. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'm just going to close both windows after, you know, takeoff. So the woman is sitting in the middle seat and then her husband's in the aisle. So it's three of us in this row on the one side of the aisle. And as we are taxiing, she is trying to take videos of, you know, the view from the window, which spoiler alert, there was no fucking view. It was fucking pitch black outside. So she's kind of leaning. (laughs) How how old is this woman, by the way? She 
had to be at least in her mid 60s, maybe okay. 70s. I, I would say 70s, but whatever. I'm being nice, I guess. <laughs> so she's leaning over me again, six in the morning. She's like leaning over me to get the best view of the window so she can take her fucking videos or whatever. And I'm annoyed, but you know, because there's clearly no fucking personal space, but whatever. It's fine. Once we take off, she will stop. So we take off and, you know, we're flying through the sky, whatever. And there's a little bit of sunrise, nothing else. But she's still like leaning over at the second window by my knees, just trying to take this fucking video. And I'm like, OK, well, I'm going to reach through my bag now. The, the you know, the buck, the seatbelt sign went off or whatever. So I'm going to reach into my bag, grab my eye mask, grab my earplugs, and I'm going to go pass out now. Goodbye, world, for the next two and a half hours. So I have my eye mask on my head. I close the first window. I close the second window, pop my eye mask on and lay back. Not even two seconds later, this woman reaches across my lap and flips the first, the window by my knees open. <laughs> I like pull my eye mask up and I look at her like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck? So she says something to me in German, which I don't know any fucking German at all. Right. And I don't even know is no nine. I don't fucking know. I don't know any German. Nine. Nine. <laughs> I don't know any German. I should have. Damn it. I wish I would have at least said that, but whatever. So she says something to me in German. I'm like, bitch, I, uh, God damn it. I don't want to get into this argument right now. But when the sun starts seeping through this window, I'm closing this window. So I put my eye mask on and because she kind of pointed like, well, you have a window here and then you have your eye mask. So keep this window open. And I kind of looked around at the other windows on the plane and some were right. up, some were down. There's no fucking rule that you have to leave it open. So I sleep for probably an hour and lo and behold, the sun starts coming out. So which wakes me up through the mask anyways. And I'm like, OK, they're serving sure. drinks, whatever. So I take the eye mask off and I close the window and she was, you know, at the time, she was just playing fucking Candy Crush or some stupid ass game on her phone. She's she's calm. She's not like she's still taking videos outside of the window or whatever. Right. But so I close the window and immediately she goes to flip it back up. And I'm like, yo, we already fucking did this. We're not doing this again. So I put it down. She flips it up. I put it down. She, we did this four or five times. And the oh last God. time I just left my fucking hand on the thing and was like, no. You're not you're not fucking flipping this over. I am going to sleep. She lost her fucking mind. This flight, mind you, is quiet <laughs> as fuck. And she starts yelling at me in German. God knows what. The same thing over and over again. So I'm just sitting there. <laughs> I'm like, you know, adrenaline rushing, just like I'm going to lose my shit on this woman. I look right. at her and I say, I don't understand you. I speak English or I said something like I only speak English. I do not understand you. And she said the same thing in German again. So I just kept my hand there and she like gets all ruffled. And the woman sitting in front of us says something to her in German. And then she said like, like switch seats or whatever. So she's like tries to switch seats. And I'm just thinking to my fucking self, if you really wanted a window seat that right. goddamn bad, you should have fucking booked it. And her husband the whole time is just telling her, bitch back off just i don't know what he's saying but he, you know like he right, has right, the right. body language of you should probably chill and i'm i'm fucking heated so then she takes out her phone and she starts like i'm assuming taking photos of me which lol i you have to wear a face mask on flights to and from germany so i had my face mask and my eye mask on so i'm like any photo you get of me like 
good luck recognizing me. Whatever, bitch. So she's taking until she hears this podcast. <laughs> like she, uh, well, <laughs> right now if I she know. knew English. I'm telling you, if she fucking knew English the whole time and she's still bitch to me, I would. Been. <laughs> I that would even make me more livid. So you know, I have another hour and a half left on this flight, and I can just feel the tension. So I couldn't go back to sleep because the adrenaline was just rushing. <laughs> and I'm like, I have under my eye mask. I have like a little peep i'm peeping out just to check on the window to make sure this bitch doesn't touch it a minute later the flight she calls the flight attendant by and they start talking and i you know i have my eye mask on pretending i'm sleeping which clearly i'm not and they they're having like a conversation and she's arguing with the flight attendant and in my mind i'm like haha you're fucking losing because the flight attendant's not like waking me up or anything and so then the flight attendant (laughs) Like, I hear her say, like, one, two or whatever to kind of point of, like, it's not fair. She has two windows. How dare she has them closed? And the flight attendant's basically, like, nothing I could do. Bye. And walks away, which pissed off the woman even more. And so I could just feel her energy, even though I couldn't see her because of the eye mask. I could just feel her energy just, like, tense and pissed off. And I'm just like, fuck you, bitch. Like, this is what you get. How Never in my life, like, someone so fucking entitled to the window seat that they did not book. So, you know, the last 20 yeah. minutes of the flight, they say, you know, pull up the win- you know, pull up the blinds for, you know, landing. So I pull up the blinds and she's right fucking there with her camera to get the best shot of the window. And she's leaning over and she's in my personal space. So me being fucking me, petty and tired and cranky, I start trying to block her fucking shots because fuck you. And so I'm just trying to make as much space as possible to be in her way. And I'm like, ooh, let me look at this window. Let me look out of this window. And she was annoyed. And I'm just like, bitch, I don't fucking care anymore. You mess with me. And no, like, it's my fucking window. Whatever. I was nice at the like for two seconds, and I'm like, "You got your fucking photo, chill." So, we, right. the plane lands, and I have obviously a connecting flight. I have three hours, so I have enough time, but I don't know what I'm going to experience once I land in Frankfurt. So I'm kind of like, "Oh, okay, gotta gotta get off this plane." We're pretty sure. like we're in the front half of the plane, so obviously we're gonna get off pretty soon. And her and her husband let the rose fucking behind us go and get off the plane before me. And I'm standing there with my fucking backpack like, oh my God, fuck you. Fuck you. I got to get off this fucking plane, you bitch. So I like, you know, I kind of, I put my backpack on and I kind of nudge her a little bit where she's, she like looks at me all flustered. I'm like, get the fuck off the plane. So eventually she like goes after two rows behind us already left, which pissed me off. And then her and her husband take their sweet ass time and block the, you know, like the, the aisle that we're off the plane now, but she's blocking that walkway into like the terminal and they're both using their bodies to fucking block me. So I like hit the wall, go around, give them a nasty look. And I'm just like, fuck you. I have beef with Germany now. God damn it. Fuck (laughs) this shit. I was so fucking heated. And then it turns out, so I call you to bitch about the whole thing. I'm just like, am I being like crazy about this? They're my right. fucking win- like never in my life. The following flight, I had a woman who was like working remotely in Frankfurt or whatever. And she was telling me that German people are pushy. And if they don't get what they want, they're going to lose their shit. They're not used to people saying no to them. So she, I was telling her the story. She's like, yo, that woman must have lost her shit because they are not used to that. I was like, yeah, and I'm I'm fucking part German, so I'm not going to let this bitch win either. And so we were like laughing and the last flight was good. But anyways, that was my horrific flight back to, yeah, home. Well, um, not, not that this will ever happen again, but here's a great line to know is, uh, ich bin ein crazy Amerikaner. 
And uh, they yeah, just say, just I'm say not that going to say I'm a crazy American on yeah, a flight that. because then that sounds like some kind of international. I'm not trying to have an international <laughs> incident, though. You almost had an international incident. I know, here. and I had to. You know how hard it was for me to sit there and go, I do not speak German. I only speak English and say it calmly. Like, I was like, do not lose your fucking cool right now. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're getting all heated telling the story. Too. I forgot about it because I just like <laughs> let it chill, you know, but yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> well, let's give a shout out to all of our listeners in Germany. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Do, is that who we're shouting out this week? No, no they're not on the charts this week, but, uh, but I just thought I would do that anyways, just for our German listeners. If, and if you had, know an old couple that recently flew from uh, Romania to Frankfurt and told you a story about an obnoxious white girl that was uh, <laughs> from America who was uh, wouldn't share her two shades, well, now you know who it is. So, <laughs> Yay! Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you have a picture of her? I, well, I took a photo of the back of her head. I'm and of course, of Roy, I was like texting Roy and he was like, he was like, don't cause a scene, but like pull that bitch's hair. I was like, she doesn't have much hair. She has like a Karen haircut. I was so mad. I was like, fuck that bitch. Da, 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 da. But... You know, I love that he's telling you to pull her hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's uh, that's fantastic. Well, we're welcome back to the crazy United States anyways, where, you know, travels just as insane anyway as well. <laughs> I've never been more happy to be home after that entire travel day, though. So I'm, yeah. I'm like, stay put for as long as you can, because I don't want to deal with that again. Right, and then we'll cut forward to another month and a half where Sarah's like, I'm going to blah, 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 like she's going <laughs> yeah, to a true. brand new place. <laughs> I do want to give a shout out to the, the countries where we have uh, recently popped up on their uh, the top of their charts, and uh, thanks to Apple Podcasts, and that would we have a, a different group this time. It's funny, you know, sometimes we have like the repetitive where it looks like some, sounds like somebody's binge listening to like every episode we've ever done. Uh, this might, there's a new group, but uh, India... Where we've we've okay. become all of a sudden popular in India uh, and Indonesia. I think those two are very new. Yeah, those are. And then the Dominican Republic and Uganda. Uganda's been on there a, a bit, so I think uh, I'm not surprised about that one. But the other three were uh, were interesting. So I want to give a shout out to all all of our listeners in India, Indonesia, the Dominican Republic, and Uganda. And not for, Germany. No. <laughs> <laughs> still Germany. Still if, you fi- if you find that find that woman, just give her a smack. So yes, thank you very much, and uh, that's a yeah, that's, that's just an insane story. What, uh, what we're going to do now <laughs> is uh, we are going to round out this uh, this third of the show with a, another call to our DKS hotline. If uh, if you don't know, the DKS hotline is four zero seven five one nine zero one eight one. And you can call and leave. It's just a voicemail line, like a mailbox. You could just call and leave any type of voicemail about uh, questions about dating, sex, relationships, anything like that. And um, we have a call from uh, from someone named Jacob. And so let's go ahead and listen to his call. I My question is, how do I stop myself from dumping my feelings all at once? Uh, because that's a something I do too much. And uh, you guys talked about in the perspective of a victim who gets feeling dumped on him on or on her. And my question would be, how do I deal with it as a, how do I call it? As someone who does it, I, I want to stop doing this toxic trade, but uh, I can't help it. But because I, I feel like I need to, uh, it, calls, it, it, it sounds stupid, but I feel like I, I, 
I have the urge to dump my feelings on my partner, even though now I know it's very toxic. Well, thank you so much, Jacob, for calling. And we just really appreciate you recognizing the toxic trait. It is going to take time and you're not going to be able to reverse traits like this overnight. So just keep that in mind as you're trying to work on yourself and be better. My piece of advice is to just be honest. (laughs) What do you know? Communication and being honest, right? Be honest with your partner that you have a tendency to dump your feelings. And if you're truly working on improving that, which it sounds like you are, tell them that and say, you know, let me know when I cross the line. Let's set healthy boundaries and communicate that with your partner so that they know. Outside of just communicating with your partner about that, I would say seek professional help depending on how severe the is it trauma dump i would say trauma dumping or just like dumping would be yeah i would say i mean it is it's kind of trauma dumping it is kind of like it's it's just unloading on on your on your partner um so yeah yeah okay well i would i I didn't want to say trauma dumping but i'm just like just dumping like your feelings when you always just whatever i think journaling those feelings and thinking them through to yourself first would be helpful and then if it's pretty severe i would say seek professional advice and talk to a third party person i always and i i've not in a toxic way but like i've sometimes go through stuff where i like i really need to tell my friends and things like that and i think you know how do my friends feel like i've constantly been talking about myself and i've constantly been just dumping things on them how would i feel if someone did that to me you know would i feel emotionally exhausted and drained that's not fair to them that I'm making them feel that way. So check yourself in those ways too. Yeah, I think that um, you know, it, it, there's. I, I agree with Sarah mostly with that. Is it? And I think Sarah can identify with that because I think there are certain personality types who that's how they they kind of share with their friends and then they share with people like that matter is they have like sometimes something important that they just need to like it is just kind of an unloading they need someone to kind of be there but it but it's also the reciprocation that are you also listening when you're when your partner needs to share are you encouraging them to talk um is is it only you sharing your feelings because that that's when it becomes you know toxic it also becomes toxic toxic is if that's your only avenue to ever share anything that's bad and if you don't have a way to otherwise express yourself and then then yes i would say therapy is actually very important in these situations especially for for a lot of men and you said uh, you know that you you know you still want to do this even though you know now that you know it's toxic it's still like this you have this need to kind of share well, your partner is not your therapist. Your partner is someone with their own issues and their own problems, and they're not going to be able to fix your problems. So there's someone that you want to be able to talk to and say, oh, I'm feeling this way, I'm feeling this way, X, Y, and Z, and be able to share with them and listen to them and back and forth, and also do this in small doses. This is something where if you hold it all in and then all of a sudden you unload, it's like when you have a fight. If you're, like, if you're feeling kind of upset about things and you just hold it, hold it, hold it, and then you finally explode on the person, that's not fair to your partner. It's the same thing with other feelings. I mean, anger is a feeling, but it's the same with the other feelings. If you just hold it in, hold it in until you just need to unload, that's not fair to them. So try sharing in smaller doses. But definitely I would consider counseling consider uh, one of those even online uh, places that you can at least talk through things and yeah and as sarah said journaling you know just uh, if you have a creative ways to to process things um you know if you have friends you can also talk with your friends too but try not to put the burden on your partner's shoulders to fix you because that's when you are now turning your partner into your therapist and that's not a healthy relationship 
You know, my friends and I have gotten into a good flow of asking, like if I need to vent or whatever, she'll say, do you want me to listen? Do you want me to give advice? Or I forget the other, but there's like three options of like, do you want to, do you want me to just listen to you vent? Do you want me to give you a solution or whatever? And I think if you are wanting to vent or dump on a partner, one, obviously check yourself first. But if you're just like wanting to tell them something, say, hey, you know, I kind of need to vent about this. Are you in like the mental space to accept this venting too? Right. And ask before you do it instead of just doing it. Yep, absolutely. I, I agree. Yeah, and, and that is a good way to do it sometimes is like, do you want me to fix this? Like you're for your partner too or whatever is... Uh, do you want me to fix this? Do you want me to listen? How can I support you in what you're sharing with me? You know, is it something you just need to get off your chest? You know, and uh, and a lot of times, and that's the thing is, sometimes when people just need to get stuff off their chest, it doesn't really matter who they're telling. So that's, that's so true. You know, <laughs> just it, sometimes it, just, it needs to get it out there, which is where a lot of therapy comes in too, is because your your therapist is used to hearing this, but they don't take it personally. But if all of a sudden you're just like you know exploding on this on your partner your partner also knows that it doesn't have to be them that you're sharing with. And so it's also not, so it's not like, you know, like because you're my partner, I need to share with you. It's just because I need to share. Because you're, you're the closest person yeah, around. Exactly. Yeah. You're here. They could be talking to a wall sometimes and it'd be fine. So, but you know, it is good, good on you for recognizing that it's uh, that, it, you know, that it is a behavior that can be toxic and, and working towards it. And I hope to hear that you, uh, you're able to, uh, to try to channel that into something a little healthier. Yeah, I echo that same thought that Adam had. And thank you so much for calling again. It really is a big step to just be vulnerable and put yourself out there and ask ways to improve. Yep. So thank you for the call, Jacob. And once again, if you have any questions about sex, dating, relationships, anything like that, you can call and leave a voicemail at 407-519-0181. Don't you wish we had a little jingle for that? Every time. Every time I think of one. But five. Yeah, I know. <laughs> every time I'm like moving my body like there's a jingle. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have What to See with Sarah G in Dublin, Ireland. Oh, Exciting. boy. Woohoo. Like Adam had mentioned, I've been doing a lot of traveling in the past month. Not only was I in Romania, but I was in Ireland. And you know what? Let's just talk about my travels. So this week, let's explore Dublin, Ireland. Dublin is a city known for its pub culture and obviously a Guinness or two. And I do have to say, actually, Guinness tastes better in Ireland. I don't know if it's the water, but I'm not really a beer drinker or a Guinness type of girl. I drink it on like you know, St. Patrick's Day. That, that but... sounds like people who say that pizza and bagels taste better in New York. Maybe they fucking do. I don't know. Okay. Do well. They... well, I'm I'm just saying, I think it tastes better in Ireland. But okay, besides that, let's talk about what to do and where to stay when you're in Dublin. From what I experienced, the dining out and just tickets to events and things like that are actually pretty reasonable, but the hotel accommodations were more expensive than I expected. So if you're trying to save some money, you can choose the hostel approach or find a cost-effective Airbnb, but I didn't really find a lot of good options and I'm not really a hostel type of gal. So I went the hotel route and um, I suggest looking at hotels if you're in the hotel chain um, vibe to look at the Dean or Zanzibar Lock or Trinity City Hotel. All are located in really good areas and they were nice. Now for what to do, I kind of stumbled on Dublin Castle and I think it's a must when you visit Dublin. Um, You get a great perspective of the history of the city and it's just it was just a nice tour so I found out from the tour that the city was founded by Vikings in 841 AD 
and originates from the name Blackpool or Dublin. So that's where Dublin gets its name. Um, definitely opt for the guided tour and pay a few extra dollars. You'll get access to a pretty historic cathedral that's closed off and, um, you'll just learn more about Ireland's history. Like fun fact, did you know, Adam, that the symbol of Ireland is the Irish harp and Guinness has that in their logo, but they had it in their logo first. So, and the country of Ireland wanted it as well. So to solve that issue, Ireland just flipped the soundboard. So now both the country and Guinness can use the harp in their logos. Interesting, but so Guinness existed before Ireland existed? Before they had actually put a low... No, Guinness... <laughs> no, <laughs> like, but I'm saying they wow. didn't have a low... They didn't... <laughs> Guinness they, is old as hell. Holy shit, yeah, okay. <laughs> they didn't have a logo yet, and they wanted to use the harp, and then they're like, shit, Guinness already has it. How do we fix this? So I didn't notice it until after that tour, and then I was drinking Guinness, so I was like, oh, I'm glad. Fun fact. Interesting. So, yeah. Speaking of Guinness, you can't miss the Guinness Factory Tour. It's actually the number one tourist attraction in the country. When you land at the airport, you'll see all the signs for everything. So they want you to go there, and it, it's definitely worth it. Be sure to grab your tickets online to avoid any crowds. And then after the tour, you can head up to the Gravity Bar. It has 360-degree views of the city, especially nice on a sunny day. And then with your ticket, it includes a free Guinness. Fun fact again. Dublin is actually pretty walkable, so you really can't go wrong walking down the streets and enjoying the architecture. Be sure to take a stroll down Grafton Street. If you listen to Ed Sheeran, he's mentioned Grafton Street. I know you don't, but maybe, no? Okay, that's what I thought. Um, so walk down Grafton Street to enjoy the entertainment, or you can walk around the Temple Bar District to check out a couple of pubs. I will say the Temple Bar area is a little bit touristy. There are a, are a lot of Americans in the pubs, but it can still be fun. They definitely keep the spirit of Ireland alive in all of those pubs. When you're in the area too, be sure to stop by Trinity College. You can see the Book of Kells and the impressive library that they have. And if you have additional time, I don't know if you have more than one or two days in Dublin, you can stop by St. Patrick's Cathedral. The architecture on the outside is really beautiful and it's like eight euros to tour it inside, um, which is worth it as well. I already mentioned that Guinness tastes better in Ireland, but as far as food is concerned, a couple of recommendations. If you're looking for fish and chips, there's a place called Fish Shop that has some delicious fish and chips. The Church Bar and Restaurant, it is a church that's converted now into a restaurant and it's really cool vibes. The food was okay, the drinks were good, but I, I definitely think it's worth checking out. Or you can also treat yourself to dinner at the Piglet Wine Bar, which was probably my favorite meal in Ireland. If you do have some extra time in Dublin, be sure to also check out some traditional Irish step dancing, or you can visit the Jameson Distillery. There's also, I think there's like a leprechaun museum. It seemed a little cheesy for me, but you can do that too if you're interested. And that's what to see in Dublin, Ireland. Leprechaun museum sounds interesting. That's that's one thing I would be interested in. You didn't go to that. I wanted to see what, what they it have there. It was like $20. I was not doing $20. that. For, it was. I think it was more expensive than Guinness. Fly to fucking Ireland. And it's like, I can't pay $20 for a museum. Leprechauns aren't fucking real. <laughs> People in Ireland think they are. So funny enough, actually, in Romania, yeah. when we were in Transylvania, the tour guide was like, Ireland gets fucking leprechauns and shit, but we get werewolves and vampires and shit that'll <laughs> kill you. He's like, but the ones in uh, the magical fantasy creatures in Ireland are so nice and friendly. Although I think the Ireland, uh, the uh, the leprechauns are actually supposed to be pretty dangerous um, in Ireland. Just like in Iceland, they have the fairies that oh. uh, they have the, uh, that if you, you're not supposed to, like, I think it's a, 
a country, like a, a, a federal law that you're not supposed to disturb the little fairy holes and stuff that they have set up and everything. What? For, yeah. That's have, a thing. Yeah. It's actually huh. a thing. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's apparently they're, they're kind of dangerous. And if you've ever watched Euro, Eurovision, uh, they, they have, they, they, they kind of come into play. Eurovision or Euro trip? Eurovision, the Will Ferrell thing about the, um, the, the musical, um, Oh, okay. Contest. I haven't seen that. Contest. I've only seen Euro trip and I uh, didn't remember that part. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Fish and chips, you were good. Um, I, one thing you mentioned to me, which I think is really interesting, is that you thought it was pretty interesting how Irish pubs in the U.S. actually yes. do feel very similar to the ones in Ireland. We do. Like, America does a really good job of copy and pasting the Irish bars into the U.S. And so it was weird to me because I really like to feel the culture of a new country and everything. And right. I literally caught myself going this feels like that irish bar in orlando this feels like that irish bar that i've been to it was very it was very weird right now now i have been to irish bars uh with my irish friend who's like a comedian now who's actually from ireland and he, he what he always laughs at is the menu options because the menus are still different like it might have the the vibe but like i feel like every irish pub in america has a thing that they call like irish nachos or something which are like you know oh god potato chips with like cheese and like you know it's just some weird weird concoction that they make up but i imagine the the food has probably got to be different um at the, the Irish pubs, but I love that the atmosphere is still the same. It, it's, it's really interesting. Copy paste. Yeah. Copy, I was very shocked. I was expecting it to be like on, like even more than what I've experienced in the U S but right. it was exactly the same. Just like if you go to Mexico and you go to a restaurant there and you go to a Mexican restaurant, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> or just like if you go to Australia and you go to Outback. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Shrimp on the bomb. Yeah. yeah you're right. Exactly. No. Can we do that again? What's your, <laughs> what the fuck can, did please, I just say that? I know. Please. Will you do your, your Australian accent <laughs> no, again? No, fuck you. <laughs> Come on. I want to hear shrimp on the what now? Shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't have, a, I've never have good accents. Okay. I never do. I know, but that you. was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> did you find yourself talking in a little more of a lilting accent just from speaking to people in Ireland? Not at all, no. Really? Okay, because I, I find that that might be a thing sometimes. Cause they, because they, because they just the, I feel like there's a little bit more of a rhythmic way that they speak English. You know, like where the things kind of end in a question. You know, like when even though they're not really ending, ending in a question. And so I just didn't know if that you felt you found yourself like absorbing that at all. No, honestly, like I liked Ireland, but I don't know to be to be real. I don't know if I would go back because. It was just so similar to what I like have right. experienced back in the U.S. So I'm like, I mean, it was like it was beautiful, and I appreciate the trip. But I'm like, I feel the same way about the U.K. too. Like, which is for me the opposite. Like, I'd want to go somewhere where I feel comfortable and familiar automatically, and I'd be like, yeah. oh, that's a bar. I can go in there. Like, oh, this is food that I recognize. You know, like those things would like be. But you like to. I like experience the very different shit. culture. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck did I just eat and order? I don't even know. You know, it's kind like, of fun for me versus like I know what I'm gonna get when I order again. You know what I mean? When I right. order Guinness or fish and chips or whatever. Well, maybe if you checked out the Leprechaun Museum, your opinion would have changed. Uh, you're right. You're that was you a fuck up know. on my part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to get into the topic, and we're going to explain what we mean what by, the, by the mullet conundrum. <laughs> 
so why are we calling this episode the <laughs> mullet conundrum? It's a conundrum for mullets. It is a conundrum. No, yes. Basically, because we were talking about a very specific situation involving a mullet, and that involved uh, Sarah's boyfriend. Good old Roy. Yeah. Good old Roy, who, uh, <laughs> while Sarah was gone for a month, decided to uh, grow his hair and shape it and have it cut into a mullet. And so we were discussing, you know, like, what do you do in those situations if someone does something, like, superficially with their appearance um, that you are either horrified by or you don't like or you're just not it's a not fan your taste, of. yeah. Yeah, really, just something yeah. like that. Like, what what is the proper protocol? And because you, you really want to be, you know, you want to be respectful of your partner's choices, do whatever the fuck they want to themselves, but at the same time, you don't want to be embarrassed to walk in public with them, you know, and so you have to kind of, so it's a conundrum. So... <laughs> The mullet conundrum. The, we the coined the conundrum. Term. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so to be fair, I did know that Roy was eventually going to cut his hair into a mullet because he wanted to have it for Halloween. And so he's been growing his hair out since the beginning of the pandemic. And then he said, you know, Halloween 2022, I'm going to have a mullet. And I said, okay, whatever. So when he picked me up from the airport, I noticed his hair was down, which he always wears his hair up. And I noticed his hair was down and it looked different. And then I got in the car. He's like, do you notice anything? And I looked. I was like, no fucking way. You actually got it cut. And he wanted to like to be a surprise because he thinks it's really he thought it would be really funny, which it was. Now, is it my favorite hairstyle that he's ever had? No, but I think it's funny and he enjoys it. So I enjoy that he enjoys it and it makes him happy for the time being. It's just one of those of I've cut my hair like remember when I first cut my hair super short and I would hear from men of oh I liked your hair better when it was longer and my response was well not fucking growing back anytime soon I'm I'm not gonna change it so (laughs) tough fucking shit you know (laughs) right right it's one of those of you can't change it and I personally like it so why is there an argument about something that I chose to do to my body that I'm okay with and it's hard because you like want your partner in some aspects to like I, maybe this was like a younger version of myself of to look a certain way of to have a certain hairstyle. Like I have a quote unquote type and really that's just you boxing yourself in and limiting yourself and all that. But <laughs> I never had on my list, fuck a guy with a mullet before I fucked a guy with a mullet. You know what I mean? <laughs> fuck a guy with a mullet. Check. I, I hope he wore the wraparound sunglasses when he did, by the way. He hasn't done that yet. No, so he's fully committed to the look. I mean, like, <laughs> cut off jeans. He's he's going to wear the, the douchebag tank. He already bought the <sighs> douchebag sunglasses. He is, he's got the bullets on the side like that, that are shaved in. He's 100% committed, and he wants to grow the stash, too. It's a look, and, you know, I just have to – he's enjoying it, so it's like – why would I why would I argue with him about something that's like his choice and he is happy? Right. And so so yeah, I, I would say that there is a difference between a random person that you match with on a dating app saying or just a random guy in public being like, I like you with short hair or you'd look better with I mean with long hair, you know, or whatever. Like yeah, fuck those because guys. their opinion, like they have there's no reason for their opinion to have any value whatsoever because you know, you're they are not atta- you know, in any way attached to you. Having a partner that you're dating, especially like in a, in a committed relationship with, I, I do wonder if there's a little bit of like, should you, should you ever consult? Like, uh, you know, like right now, if he really likes your hair, the length it is, and you decide you want to go that short again, would you mention it to him to see what he says about it? 
So I actually did this because I'm I'm considering either I'm at the stage of do I grow it out back to where You're it was. You're gonna get a mullet too. You're gonna yeah. be mullet. Definitely getting a mullet for sure. <laughs> 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 then it'll be the mullet conundrum for him. Um, but <laughs> so I I did say you know I'm considering getting you know what hairstyle because he's only really seen me with shorter hair. Do you do you like my hair at this length? And he said you know I do, but I support whatever you decide, you know, I'm still going to love you whether you have short hair or long hair. He's like, but I do prefer this look on you. Right. Right. And that's kind of how I feel about when he had shorter hair, like when it was long, like I prefer those two styles, but you still look like the guy. How do you I want- really feel about the mullet? How do I really feel? Silence. Um, <laughs> not my favorite, but you uh, know, I, I mean, I, I feel like you had stronger words for that. Uh, the other day. <laughs> Well, that's because I was mad at him that one day too, when I was just like being mean. That's um, true. Very so that's, mean. You were you were venting, which is I was okay. Venting, but, but, um, but I feel like I feel like I heard the words "I fucking hate the mullet" <laughs> come out of your mouth. Well, again, because that's what I was super angry, and look, right. it's not going to be a forever hairstyle, and. It is what it like. I had the same issue when we met and we were early on dating and he started growing out his hair. And so I'm just, I'm just telling myself, like, I was there for the growing out process. I was there for the mullet. Like, it's been a journey and like, it doesn't <laughs> right. change my love for him at all. And it's his hair and he can do what he wants. That's what makes this actually a weird conundrum because, yes, you want to respect your partner's autonomy to do things, but sometimes you just don't want to look at someone and, like, and either be just like, oh, I really just hate that look on you. You know, like you don't want that. Yeah. And it can happen. And then you, then you have to wonder, like, are you shallow? Like, is, is that what it is? Like, you, like, are you be, like are, is it something where you're being shallow? I had uh, my ex-wife, I remember one time, cut her hair, and she like, got it cut really short, and it looked terrible. In my opinion, I just like, and you know, and but did she just, love it? I, well, I, I think she liked it. I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I just, I don't remember her, her, like her, her, what she, her version of it or her perspective on it. I remember, you know, liking her longer hair. And then she went to the styles and came home with all of a sudden that like a golden girls, um, Rue McClanahan like hairstyle or, you know, or, or it was like it was really it was like that short like kind of this was in the uh, like early 2000s so it was like kind of a, I feel like maybe a late 90s so maybe that was like a thing that was a style but to me it was I would look at it and I was just like I I don't know I like long hair so like that's a thing that I like it is not the only thing so I, I mean I supported it and eventually I think you know it changed but like for a while I was like yeah, I just don't like her hair I just don't I don't find like I it's not that I don't find her attractive I just don't like like that part of her like I'm just like covering her you know like you're just uh, like I wish you would have left it I wish you, know? you would have left it you want to put a hat on and go out you know whatever but uh you know it's just and, and I felt I you do feel bad about it yeah well, that, the difference is for me is that I know this is only going to last for a month or two, and then it's going to go back to his short hair again. He want he wants a new state ID with the mullet. With the mullet. And then that's it. He said after Halloween he was going to cut it. He's going to get so much. He's going to love the driver's license so my much. My brother be like, like I'm keeping is, this forever. My brother's so excited to see him with a mullet. He's like he's not invited <laughs> to my house unless he has a mullet, and I'm like I don't know. Maybe it's just like a certain type of guy thing of like mullets are super cool you know and he finds it like i said he finds it funny and he enjoys it but my my cousin had the same thing her fiance for their engagement photos had a full-on handlebar mustache and a mullet 
And they took photos like that. And I remember seeing the photos going, holy shit, she let him keep the boy in these photos. And I called her. She goes, look, it makes him happy, but he's shaving it off before the wedding. This is like his thing that he gets to ride out until right before the wedding. I was like, okay, that's fair. She's like, he knows it's not forever either. And he just thinks it's fun for now. Right. And so that that's it's interesting, right? So like, what what kind of gives us these these things where we can be like, okay, we can dictate how somebody else is going to look, like at a, at a wedding. What if yeah. he wanted to keep a mustache for the wedding because he started realized he liked it? You know, I mean, I'm just saying, it's one of those things. Um, you can't so, really like fight them on that though, because it's no. like it's like their it's their fucking body and right, they exactly. like it. So you just have to be supportive supportive over it and go, okay, this is what my partner likes and. I'm going to still love them no matter how they look because I love them. And that's just kind of how it is. It's not so a bad thing. No, no. But let's talk about the, maybe the, the flip side of it where there are, um, I would say generally men who Always. are controlling <laughs> and, you know, they, 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 they won't even allow, like they, they have such a specific, like, type of person that they want to be in a relationship with that they I've seen this on Reddit where someone's like, you know, my girlfriend had long blonde hair and she wants to dye the tips purple or whatever. And I, I want to break up with her or she cut her hair and I want to break up with her, you know, things like that. And I feel like there's been episodes of sitcoms about that where like, you know, someone yeah. does something, you know, where there is that aspect where expressing your opinion to the point that you're controlling your partner and making them think that their relationship's going to end if they do any cosmetic changes to themselves is, is extremely toxic. Oh, and it's like terrifying to be like, wow, I can't even be myself and just experience like that's part of the fun, right? You know, what if you were dating someone seriously and they said, I'm going to break up with you if you dye your beard another color. Yeah. I mean, that you don't keep your beard. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But if, if you feel manipulated by that person and you've been in a long term relationship you're you're worried about, you know, all the time you spent with that person of like, well, then I won't do it because it's what makes him happy. Right. And then you're never making yourself happy. So that's the reason why it's like when, you know, a partner is wanting to try and experiment with new hairstyles or whatever. It's like it's you. It's up to you. You know, you can't limit them and say, well, I'm not going to find that attractive anymore. So don't do it. or I'm going to break up like a fucking ultimatum for what? Who does that benefit? So let's let's take it a step beyond that. Now, what if it's not a hairstyle? What if it's somebody who, I don't know, they get a face tattoo? Or a boob job? Or, or a boob job. Yeah, yeah, let's say like something that's a little bit more permanent and a little bit more appearance changing and, and not necessarily something that is going to be, you know, like shift with time. Right. I mean, I, I think before, I think the only, <laughs> the only time you really get to say anything about it is before. So before, if they're talking to you about, hey, I'd like to do this or whatever, I think you as a partner, if that's not your thing, you just reassure them of like, look, you know, I'm, you know, good for you. If you've decided that's what you want, you know, I'm still going to love you no matter what. You know, I think you're beautiful just the way you are, yada, yada. And they either, you know, you don't force them saying you're going to look terrible with that proceed after that procedure or whatever. You just say like, look, I think you look great now. And, you know, if you want to do that, I'll support you. But. Just know, you know, I, I find you great now. But that's what I'm asking. Do you think you have to support them in that case? Or is that 
is that still you being shallow? If, for, for example, like somebody, let's say they get a face tattoo is, is a perfect example. You know, and I'm not talking like they get a little star tattooed next to their eye or like a little, full on. You know, but like a half of a, you know, like it just, or like, you know, like Mike Tyson did, you know, like it's just like the <laughs> giant symbol on the side of his face. Um, something that's just in, indelible and, and there. Is that something, you know, it's, if like if you're dating someone who has a ton of tattoos, then it might not really be a big right, deal because yeah. like they, it's just a little bit of like creep up their body into different <laughs> spots, and you're like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Like you know, if I if I you know, and I I think I used to have a different opinion about. It. I used to be very anti. Like if someone had like a neck tattoo, I didn't find it attractive, and so I wouldn't even be interested in someone like that. And if they were to just all of a sudden get a face tattoo, that would be like just over the line. Now I think it would just depend on the person. If it was something, I was like, oh, what if you want to? That's fine. Mm-hmm. But do you think that would be a shallow reason then at that point to be like, I don't want to date someone with a face tattoo or I don't want to date someone who has fake boobs? I think it is shallow, especially if you've been with that person for a long time and then you say, I don't want to date you anymore because you have that. It's like, but everything else in your relationship is great and that's going to be the deciding factor. Yeah, I don't that's know. Like, that's, if you that's, gain... saying. that's why this is this why this is yeah. a conundrum. Is well, it, like, I think it's an interesting discussion. If you gain fifty pounds, like people gain weight during the pandemic, to then say I don't want to date you anymore because you gained weight, and that's the reason why. But everything else in your relationship is good, according to the person who's breaking up with you. Like, what the fuck? That, that yeah. feels really shallow. It does. It does. Now I will say it depends if the weight also accompanies someone who is. Uh, their entire personality shifts as a result of things too, because you will see people get like depressed, and then they won't be, they won't do things you used to do together, and all the like all these other things. It doesn't mean that you should break up with them. Right, I'm just but talking it means about just be part of straight... a larger, yeah, you know, situation. But yeah, if they just gain weight, and all of a sudden you're, you know, you don't find them attractive, but it could be that you know you what you found physically attractive isn't there anymore. But do you still love that person, and do you still have a solid relationship, and you still want to be with them? Outside of just that one aspect. Right. And, and I think that's the, that's the thing to wrestle with because can you have, if you, if you have a healthy loving relationship, you have a strong emotional connection to them. You have a strong intellectual connection. You have, you know, you still have all of those things. You just don't have the level of physical attraction anymore. Then that, that can negatively affect a relationship sometimes. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't jump the gun and saying, Oh, they got a boob job or whatever, I'm right. done. I think that probably, if that is something that is part of this mullet conundrum thing of right. over, you know, six months after you're noticing you're feeling differently after all of these things, if you're not communicating that, you should. And then maybe, you know, that is worth looking into of like how that's affected your relationship and your feelings towards them to go, well, maybe this isn't working out. But I wouldn't say jumping the gun right. a week after they get they cut their hair or whatever the case may be to say, I'm done. I don't, yeah, you oh look yeah. ugly. Fuck you. That's you know, true. that's, 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 that's super shallow. I would say if you notice shifts in the relationship because of that, talk about it, bring it up yeah. and then evaluate, like, am I like asking the question, am I being shallow about this? Or is this something like that has now in turn affected our relationship for the two of us? And right, then, right. then that you have to face that. I had a, a girlfriend that, um, was she was tall, very skinny, uh, had like an A cup, like a lower case A cup, uh, and, and everything. But I thought she was absolutely beautiful, but she was very self conscious about her breasts mm-hmm. and she wanted to get a boob job. And it was one of those things that she'd been saving up for. And like, I at that point, I was just, I was very, I mean, I was kind of I probably blunter than maybe I should have been about it. I was just like, I just, I, I, I don't understand. Like, I think you're beautiful. I just, I don't understand why you would want to 
like artificially do that. I just, what, where, like, why? And she was like, well, I think it's going to be good for my self-esteem. And I think at that point I was not to the point where I mean, where I realized that, you know, it's not my job to be nice. the sole provider of self-esteem for my partner, you know, <laughs> where I, I thought I was like, I was like, well, I'm not good enough to make you feel, you know, happy with yourself. Like you need, you need more than that. And, uh, you know, and, and everything. And, we had broke up before she ended up getting the, uh, the boob job. And then, then I remember seeing pictures of her later and I was like, uh, and I was like, yeah, oh yeah, I still find her just as attractive. Like she's, you know, and um, even if I personally, like, I don't like the feel of them. Like they're not a thing that I like, but it's, it's not my, it's not your choice. They're my choice. Right. Exactly. So, you know, and, and that can be my choice if I find, you know, but, but I, but it is, you know, it is an interesting question to think about if someone changes a part of them drastically, between you know with the person you meet versus the person that you know that they are now uh, what does that do to affect your relationship i just i just think don't jump the gun on saying i don't like this anymore i i'm done with this or i don't date people who look like this or have this so i can't date you anymore right i just don't don't be too quick to make that call and then i think it's worth honestly bringing up to your partner before if they're going to cut their hair do whatever and then after to say you know not right after but you know some time has passed of hey you know I'm happy that you feel happy these are some things I'm wrestling with right now you know how can I address these concerns or it doesn't change my feelings about you but it does make me feel this type of way let's discuss it yeah yeah and and I think that it, you know once again obviously communication imagine that, but but I I also want people to you know are you necessarily shallow if you do feel like maybe something has changed and you're trying to assess that I don't think that makes you a shallow person, because you can't have physical attraction change over over time as well, mm-hmm. so I, you know it is important but you have to look at that in a very tactful way and a very considerate way of the fact that you don't have a choice, you don't have the option to you know to change what someone else decides to do. And you're, that's not within your control, and it shouldn't be. Then there's the other, the other, the alternative to that uh, was I, I had um, another ex girlfriend um, who was having self esteem issues because she didn't feel like she was good enough for me. So she was changing her appearance because of that. Right. One day she was gone all day, and I couldn't uh, couldn't reach her. And then all of a sudden she showed up, and she had red hair. And before that, she had had dark brown hair. So she spent something like four hundred dollars too on getting, you know, like the co- the cost of it, and she thought it would just it would be a surprise for me, and I was like, wow, I love, I really like your hair. But she but didn't then it kind it. of it was for you, not for her. It was completely for me, yeah, and and I I was like, oh, I really it really looks cool, but I realized how much effort she went to just to do that because she wanted because everybody because I always joke about redheads, and she just you know, and and because I joked on stage about redheads, and so she'd have people say things to her, not me, I wasn't telling her she needed to be a redhead, mm-hmm. but, but she'd have people. Say things to her like, oh well, you know, if only you were a redhead, or they would joke like and shit about shit like that, and it got into her head, and so she went and did that, and um, yeah, that was towards the end of our relationship because I think that's when she realized that she was kind of, you know, maybe spiraling in a way that was not not good, and then I started to realize I was like, I don't want somebody to try to change how they look for me, like I like her for her, I loved her for her, you know, and and I didn't didn't want her to to do that, so that was a that was another interesting twist on that. Yeah, I think that is an important point of when they make when when your partner makes a change to their appearance, are they doing it for you? Or are they doing it because they have the self confidence and like the self esteem because they want to make that change? 
you know? Right. And you have right. to look at that as well of, wow, they're really confident and they really are like excited about this change. You know, I should get on, like, I should be excited with them, you know, like, like good for them, you know, versus yeah. why did you do that? Uh, what, what other issues are you struggling with that made you make that decision? Right. Which actually, I guess, could say anything like, you know, obviously, if it wasn't for Halloween, you'd be like, Roy, why are you doing the mullet? What is your what is your <laughs> motivation? Why did you choose a mullet? What are you trying to say with it? You know, like, what is it in well, your life that you want to try to make a statement about? But I just, you know, bring it back to the mullet. Something his sister said to me last summer when we were talking about his hair is that, you know, they both have really fine hair. So his sister obviously supports him growing out his hair because she's kind of said, like, it's probably the only time he's going to be able to get his hair this long ever again because his hair is just so fine that, you know, just, you know, he's li- he's living it up now because I don't think he's going to have another chance that okay. that like, you know, she supports Is his dad bald. No, but like they just like his sister has like a pixie cut too. Like they just ah. they just can't keep long hair. So when she said that to me, I was like, oh, okay, you know that like that makes more sense to me of just like you know, he wants to grow his hair because that's this is probably the only shot you know of why why not? It makes him happy right now, and he might not be able to have it in a couple of years or maintain it. And I don't know that that definitely shifted my perspective on it. Right, right. No, I could see that. But yeah, sometimes if someone does make a drastic change to the, to how they look, it might be worth considering, you know, why they why they're doing it and trying to assess if maybe maybe it's not even if you still love them and you love how it how it looks or whatever, you also might want to consider is there something in there that, like they're unhappy with, something they're trying to, you know, make a statement about, and that would also be something to consider. Well, think about when people go through breakups, they make drastic alterations to th- so their true, appearance. So true, so true. That yeah. if you're with somebody and they're you know they, one day they're super happy with their long hair and the next day without any planning they just cut it that might be yeah. like oh interesting what's going you know what's going on where when you're post breakup you make these rash decisions of well fuck it i'm going through some shit versus <laughs> like oh you know i've been thinking for months and i've been planning what i want to cut my that's different but just going from point a to point b with no planning in between of a drastic change might be a pause for concern to go, what else are you struggling with? Are you struggling in any aspects? Do you want to talk about what's going on? I don't know. It's like that. There's like that TV or film cliche too, of like the woman going through a breakup and then she just shaves her head. You know, she's yeah. just like, you know, and then the, you know, because the, yeah, that's a, it's a big change. And I mean, I know that I like, I my emotional state always improves when I like go through the point of, you know, trying a new color when it's starting to fade too much and you know all that too like it's just it is it's kind of a sometimes a, a fresh fresh new thing to do yeah so what what what, uh, what are we taking away here is that i would say basically that <laughs> <laughs> it's it's okay to it's like depending on the change like it's okay to to have feelings about it like it's It'd okay for you to have it's okay to have an opinion about it it's just not okay to express that opinion in some type of mandatory way and it's not okay to express opinion in some type of judgmental or shitty way yeah don't shame them because they made that decision and now they can't go back like what good are you doing by voicing that right and yeah that's not going to help and if it's something really drastic you might want to have some communication with them and talk to them to see maybe why why what made them decide that and everything and support them as they discuss the you know the, the journey that took them there and over time, if you find that it's something that you just can't, like it, it is removed enough physical attraction for you that you don't have the relationship quality that you used to have, it's it's okay to to 
to either say something or to do something about it. Like you don't have to, you don't have to live with, you know, you don't have to stay with somebody and that you're not miserable. attracted to Yeah. just because you feel like, Oh, I'll be a bad person. No, that, I mean, it's okay. You want to be happy as well. And so, you know, if someone does something so drastic and then like a month later, you're like, I just, this is not someone that I want to be with anymore. And they've also shifted, you know, the way that they act and like there's other factors. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I'm just, but I'm saying physical attraction is one Mm -hmm. important aspect of a multiple, you know, multitude of different types of attractions. And if that has dissipated for you, then over time and you're realizing it's not something you're going to get used to, it's not something you're going to end up being okay with. I don't think it makes you a bad person to decide to move on either. Yeah. It's tough. You know, but it is. That's why we... It it's is a tough. conundrum. It's a, it's a conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, the mullet, mullet conundrum, the, the, mullet. Uh, the, the face tat enigma, <laughs> the, uh, the boob job quandary. Oh, I mean, God. That's, that's okay. So, so things, so. Okay. <laughs> well... If you think it should be called something other than whatever the fuck Adam just listed off or the mullet conundrum, please let us know by calling our DKS hotline at 407-519-0181. And if you haven't watched us on YouTube, you should go ahead and check us out at uh, youtube.com slash datingkindofsucks. You can also uh, visit us on social media on Instagram at datingkindofsucks. Because we're super active on there. You can also- I know. <laughs> You Fuck can... Instagram. You know, I'm, hold on. I'm just going to say oh for boy. a second. Like, oh <laughs> I'm just saying, I miss when Instagram was about cool photos. Like, it is it is insane mm-hmm. now that I go through my Instagram and 90% of it are reels that I have no interest in watching. And I liked seeing people's, like, photos of, of different things and their artistic photos. And I followed a lot of photographers. But now even they are doing reels. Yep. And it really drives me crazy. So, you know, fuck Instagram. Oh, well, we're but you super can visit active. us at Data Kind of Sucks. Yeah, but you can visit us on our Instagram. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, you can also shoot us an email at datingkindofsuckspodcast at gmail.com. If you prefer to watch videos, because we're super active on TikTok, you can follow Adam at... Adam Avitable or my TikTok, which is simply Sarah G underscore. And if you'd like to support us and watch our bonus videos that we do after every like third episode, um, then yeah. I would say it's like after every That's third fair. episode. Yeah, we can um, you can watch our Patreon. Uh, you can support us on Patreon for just five bucks a month. Your support helps quite a bit. It helps us maintain everything that we do here. And uh, that's at patreon.com slash DKS podcast. And, of course, if you are listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, we would love a five-star rating and review. We, uh, you know, I think uh, a lot of our listeners have stayed with us over the times have reviewed uh, now, um, mm-hmm. but we'd love for some fresh reviews on there. So if you are a new listener, please go give us a five-star rating and a review. It would be very helpful. And on Spotify, I think you can do like a... You can there, follow there us and yeah. follow. And there's like a rating as well that you can do there, too. Oh, yeah, which we need to improve those ratings. So please rate us on there. And we haven't mentioned it for a while, but our Facebook group is still alive and well. You can join that at facebook.com slash groups slash DKS podcast. That's right. And we will be back in two weeks with a brand new episode about some topic that we will Another conundrum. (laughs) Another conundrum. Yes, whatever topic we're going to find out will be a conundrum. But uh, we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. Until next time. Whether you're married or single or poly or ace Or hanging out with swingers back at your place Listen to us as we get no fuck On Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks Trying and trying and having no luck Because we all know Dating kinda sucks Are two of a kind. He says stupid shit and she doesn't mind. They're not doing this show to make any bucks. Life is a chicken whose feathers they pluck. Why does it work? Well, here is the crux. They both know.
dating kinda sucks. Dating kinda sucks.